This is Burgos Ed, the podcast that answers all your questions you never dare to ask about banking. And I'm your host, Aurelia Rauch. Hey guys, so we're bank and today we're going to tackle the most essential question of all of them. Why are we here and what are we doing here? Um, what's a bank? How did it come about? The history and the evolution of banking. And with me here are Frederik Carstensen. Hi, Freddy. Hi, Aurelia. And René Bolha. Hi, René. Good morning. René, can you just explain to me how banks developed? What's the history? Where was the starting point? Sure. I mean, um, if you go back in time, banking is probably one of the oldest industries in the world. I mean, already a couple of thousands of years ago in Mesopotamia, there was some kind of banking in the form of um, making bartering of, of goods easier. But banks, as we know them today, probably have their origin in the medieval Italy, especially in Venetia, where the merchants... Um, struggled from from kind of one big issue i mean usually they traveled around the civilized world to buy goods or to sell goods this meant that they usually um, had all the gold and silver and their their means for payment with them this opened up for two big problems one thing is of course um, they might have um, gotten ambushed at all times and robbed mm. and another problem was that you never knew if this particular coin or nugget which looked like gold really is gold or if it's just like a, um, worthless metal painted in, in gold color right um and and there also the name bank comes from i mean it it dates back or it, it comes from from the italian name banki which means bench which was actually the place where middlemen were bringing together like the traders mm -hmm. and the way they did that is that You did not have to carry your your payments with you anymore, but you just received a letter, a note, which outlined which sum and um, for which purpose um, you received that. And with that, you could travel to another commercial hub and exchange it to money and, and buy goods and services and so on and so forth. Over time, this, this kind of developed. I mean, this knowledge and this approach of doing business uh, went from Italy to the rest of Europe, mainly by uh, merchant Herr uh, Jakob Fugger to Germany, who went to Augsburg, who established this way of dealing, of, of making business in Germany, but also, of course, to the other commercial hubs like in the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and over time, um, bankers, or yeah, what, what we now call bankers, got more and more important also to like kings and dynasties sure. to uh, let's say um, finance uh, wars or finance just their lavish lifestyle mm -hmm. um, yeah this is uh, this is actually it and and so it developed until now we we had some early examples of also the, the the bad parts of the financial industry if you remember or if you think of the tulip mania in the netherlands in the 17th century that was actually the first um, speculation case or speculation bubble that burst but i think this deserves um, another episode on its own okay cool thank you but uh, before we go on why do we need banks today yeah i mean some of the functions that develop over time are still present um, if you look uh, around now in the city you're living you probably realize that there are less and less branches so 
um, what what was necessary in the past that you have some bank clerk who helps you with your dealings uh, is not that much of importance anymore. Nonetheless, um, three main features of the of the banking industry are still important. One thing is gathering deposits. So mm. if you as a private person have uh, savings, you want to bring them somewhere. You don't want to put them under your mattress at home. Yeah. So you go to a bank. That means you need a bank account. On the other hand, um, credit or loans. If you as a private person want to build a house or buy a house or a corporate wants to extend the facilities, also money is needed and their banks, banks come into play. Mm -hmm. And the, the third big um, like uh, thematic part, of course, is um, the management of wealth or assets. Sure. Awesome. Thank you, René. You already touched on kind of the different needs and that there are different cases for which you might need a bank. So, Freddy, let me ask you, um, are all banks created equal or are there different types of banks and different types of services that they provide? Yes. Um, so as René just explained, um, today the basic practices of banks are holding deposits and lending money. But there's more to that. And there are different types of banks that provide different types of services. So let me just give you a brief overview of the three main types of banks there are, mm -hmm. which are central banks, investment banks and commercial banks. Mm -hmm. I will only touch uh, briefly on these because we have also different episodes which go into more detail. Um, so basically these three banks can be broken down into state, business and personal level. So let me start with central banks. Every country has a central bank or a so-called reserve bank and, and it is called central bank because they have a central position in the banking system and they act as the highest financial authority. The main fun function of this bank is to regulate and supervise the whole banking system in a particular country. They guarantee a stable monetary policy and therefore they play an important role in the economy. And in order to ensure that, central banks need to be independent of the government and most of them are in developed countries. So typical functions of a, of a central bank include the regulation and protection of the money supply, mm -hmm. managing foreign exchange like currencies, uh, the gold reserve of a country and making decisions regarding uh, the interest rates. Mm -hmm. And they also act as a banker for the government and for other banks. Okay. So in the US, we have uh, the the... Federal Reserve, or short FED, mm -hmm. as the central bank. And in Europe, we have the ECB, for example. Mm -hmm. So this was central banks. Now let's go on to investment banks. Investment banks assist individuals and corporations and governments in raising capital. Mm -hmm. They need the capital to grow and expand the businesses. So maybe you've heard of an IPO sure. where, where companies raise money from the public to, to grow their businesses. Mm -hmm. And then investment banks also assist in doing mergers or acquisitions. So if two companies wants to merge or one company wants to acquire a competitor or a smaller company, then they also assist there. Mm -hmm. And finally, they provide advice and services for a wide range of, range of uh, transactions, such as uh, trading of securities, of equities, of fixed income, foreign exchange, or derivatives. Mm -hmm. 
and this is called they are making a market for the for the broader society yes cool so to summarize we have central banks the state level then we have investment banks the business level and finally we have commercial banks so commercial banks were historically kept separately from investment banks but now we see large corporations for example like the UBS here in Switzerland or Barclays in the UK and they have separate divisions for commercial banking and investment banking within the whole company mm -hmm. and the term commercial bank is generally used to distinguish a normal bank from an investment bank okay and they deal mostly with corporations or large businesses in providing them loans or dealing with deposits. Mm -hmm. But commercial banks not only provide services to businesses, but also to individuals. And when we talk about individuals or the general public, we mostly speak about retail banks. Right. And this is what we are all most used to. We all have our credit cards or our basic bank account for transactions. Mm -hmm. These are usually um, done through retail banking, which is also known as consumer banking or personal banking. Mm -hmm. As I said, these retail banks provide the basic banking services to, to individual co consumers. Uh, they give out loans, car loans, for example, or mortgages or credit card transactions. And also allow for investing. And if you want to break it down further in terms of investing, um, you have also private banks like Bergos, which deal with um, high net worth individuals. But also, once again, we're going to do another episode on this to get into more detail. Yeah, sounds great. Awesome. Thank you for the overview, Freddy. One question that forces itself, though, is that we're more and more living online. And especially in this podcast, of course, we've got younger listeners, potentially. And I mean... Why do you really still need a bank? Why mm. is it not all happening purely online? Yeah, I mean, in the end, you have to differentiate between um, two dimensions. On the one hand, do we really need like branches, brick and mortar buildings where you go? Probably less and less. Mm -hmm. That's true. But on the other hand, when it comes to the processes that that happen below the surface, you still need them. Everyone needs a bank account nowadays if you have your mobile uh a contract or if you want to rent a flat or whatever you sure. always need a bank account right um if you want to to, to buy something purchase something uh, either you have to go to the to the atm and get money or you have to go to the bank clerk yeah. or but in any case you need a bank account but um frederick pointed towards a very uh, important point um in the last centuries we we had this um, trend or this development to more like uh, amalgamized banks which are doing investment banking commercial banking everything and um, this also opened door for for example the global financial crisis and also um, um, kind of sparked um, regulation efforts in the past um, and in light of that um, if you look at the banking industry now you have more and more um, specialization of, of newcomers, of neobanks, of fintechs who are focusing on one particular part of the banking industry. Mm -hmm. So Frederick mentioned the IPOs in the equity space or also yeah. the issuing of, of bonds. 
Meanwhile, there are fintechs who are doing that without the need of a bank. They are directly talking to um, those companies, those institutions who want to um, who want to come to the market, who want to issue debt, who want to um, IPO their equity. And you don't um, necessarily need a bank for that anymore. Um, the field of neobanks or fintechs is certainly um, rapidly developing and growing market. And every day you see new um, companies offering services. So uh, it will probably... Um, be more of a topic for further episodes in the in the in the um, upcoming future where we touch deeper into this space whether it's blockchain or um, fintech uh, insurance brokers and so on and so forth awesome thank you so much René um, we're going to touch on all of these aspects in different episodes and we're going to dive deeper and um, really clear the details there but I think this was a very good overview thank you both so much for being here today Thank you, Aurelia. Thank you so much, Rally. Thank you, Aurelia. Thank you guys for listening and we'll be back soon. Bye.